Hey everybody, welcome to Honest Conversations, a podcast by young people for young people. Join us for discussions with our peers, testimonies from guest speakers, and a whole lot of truth as we empower you to walk confidently with Jesus and create change wherever you may go. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Honest Conversations podcast, a podcast for young people by young people. I am Inka. With me in the studio to share with us his faith journey is our special guest, Anatoly. Hello. Hi, Anatoly. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. That's great. Uh, well, before we dive into today's conversation, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, like who you are, what you do. Well, first of all, I'm not that young. You said <laughs> it's a young... Uh, I feel young, but I'm, yeah. I'm 40 already, so okay. it feels like I'm over the top. Um, I work at Harvest City Church as executive pastor. I'm helping Pastor Joel Wells. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, one of the elders at the church. Uh, one of my main... Uh, task. It's um, everything we do um, as a part of Lift Evangelistic Ministries. When okay. We go to Africa and other places, arranging crusades mm. and building connections with our partners overseas. So that's kind of, it's a little bit on hold because yeah, of the COVID. Because of COVID but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in a nutshell, um, we've been living here in Canada for past 10 years. Wow. We moved here from originally from Ukraine, but also kind of from Israel, because okay. that's where I lived for a while wow. before coming to Canada. Wow. Yeah, so that's in, in a few words. Uh, no, that's good. So how long have you, how long were you in um, Israel for? Well, uh, it's been just um, just more than one year. Okay, in Israel. So we moved to Israel from Ukraine in okay. 2009, and then in 2011, we moved from Israel to Canada. Interesting. It's interesting because my wife actually lived in um, Israel for three years. Wow, that's amazing. My dad worked in Israel and, you know, they lived there for, she liked it. Um, mm -hmm. It's a pretty good, you know, country. Yeah, yeah it's uh, definitely. Yeah. No, that's great. Well, I'm glad you, you're able to make it today. Um, today, we want to, you to share with us your walk with Christ. That's the conversation today, you know. I think it's so important that we... Um, we talk about these things because, you know, um, our testimony is, is important mm -hmm. in order to help impact other people, inspire other people, um, and also to, you know, like the younger generation, like you said, you're, you're young in the heart, but you not know, as young, you're not a young adult. <laughs> so I think it's, a big, it's good to have, you know, um, the older generation to come in and just um, talk to you know young people and encourage them mm -hmm. and and guide them really on on the path that you know you've walked that path so it's much easier rather than reinventing the wheel mm -hmm. it's much um, easier to be able to pass that knowledge on so thanks for coming in yeah no problem it's my pleasure yeah so um, today we we really want to you know talk about your walk with God um, your salvation story. Mm -hmm. um, and, and things like that. So without any further ado, why not? Let's jump into it. So um, let's talk about your, your childhood and upbringing. The reason why I want to talk about that is to know if, you know, with your upbringing, did you grow up in a Christian home? For example, well, no. Okay, um, I I grew up in Soviet Union. Okay, uh, so back then, um, Soviet Union famous for being atheistic society. Okay, so Christianity pretty much was illegal. Mm. Um, there was Orthodox Church, but it was very formal, and yeah. people go there just on big holidays. Mm. Uh, they bring vodka, so priests would pray for it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, other than that, all the kind of we, we, we used to have some Christians, but they were underground. Okay, uh, they weren't. It was illegal for them to assemble, to mm. preach. So I didn't know about their existence. So I grew up without any any awareness of wow. Christ of, or God or okay. anything like that at all. So growing up, what was your lifestyle like then? You know, not uh, having nothing to, no relationship with God or Christ. So what was the compass? What was the guiding compass for you well, in terms of being a good person, you know, Evan and Nell, all those kind of questions? Well, probably upbringing. I just, uh, you know, I have some role, role models like okay. my grandfather. Yeah. My father died when I was young, when I was six years old. It, it kind of uh, brought some kind of, uh, you know, bitterness and pain yeah. in our family. Yeah. Uh, it was difficult to recover after that. Uh, life in Soviet Union was different. Uh, yeah. it's, it's very difficult for people from Western world to understand. Yeah, <laughs> way, yeah I can imagine. Uh, the way life was. And then in the early 90s, Soviet Union 
um, disappeared. So okay. Ukraine became independent country, but mm-hmm. it came with a tremendous crisis, yeah. financial crisis, mm. shortage of uh, produce. Yeah. I remember my grandma was taking me to a grocery store, so we would pick up because they would give you only one loaf of bread per mm. person per day. So she was taking me alone, so I could get this loaf of bread, and wow. then we had to be there four in the morning to be in a huge line. Same oh. for milk. So I remember, like it was like minus thirty in, in the winter, yeah. we wake up and go and stand. Holy Waiting for a store to open, and then wow. you go into the store, it's empty. Yeah. Uh, no supplies. So I remember this. <laughs> I was 12, 13 years old yeah. then. But I just uh, <laughs> remember those pictures of uh, not having anything, kind of. Uh, uh, other than that, it was just pretty regular life. Uh, you know, okay. going to school, taking some sports, okay. playing football or soccer for Canadian listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in in the yard, okay. uh, right? Having some friends uh, that we lived lived in the same apartment yeah. apartment building, and so nothing really outstanding. Just okay. very very average childhood. So just doing what every normal kid in in Ukraine will do, you know, play sports. You know, yeah, I, I try to stay like out of trouble. Yeah. Uh, not because I was moral, it just because I uh, kind of was. I, I was a little bit like um, by nature. I'm um, um, I'm easy to be scared. Like okay. I, I'm kind of a. I, I'm not a very bold person. Okay, so, but you look you look pretty bold to me. Well, like, maybe I, I changed present, a bit. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, over time. Yeah, uh, but back then, especially growing up without a father, yeah. I was always bullied by others. So I kind of I stayed under the radar. Yeah. I didn't want to attract too much attention. Mm. So I try not to be in trouble. So I did like try alcohol and I was smoking. Mm. I didn't do drugs, but uh, yeah. I was kind of uh, play, toying around with uh, like alcohol and yeah. things like that. But nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. No, that's it, it's really. You know, like with that kind of story, it, it's something that I've heard before where, you know, going through, you know, like the father figure is not there, you know, things are not rosy, you have to kind of, you know, be the, you have to become an adult early yeah, in your life. that's what I think happened. I just remember when my mom having with me these conversations, like I was an adult, I was like yeah. 14 years old yeah. boy, but um, it was, I was witnessing all kind of a, are things that probably child shouldn't yeah, <laughs> witness. Yeah. And I remember I, I kind of later realized I didn't really have much of a childhood. It seemed like I became <laughs> just <laughs> grown up yeah, too fast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. No, that's that's such a that you know, that's that's that it's good that you, you shared that with us. So I think I, I would ask how old were you when you first had an impression of God? You know, even you said you, you didn't grow up um, in a Christian home mm-hmm. and the society at the time was kind of atheistic and uh, pretty much not into fee orthodox, I believe, churches. But so what, how old were you when you you had any impression of, of God? So in the early 90s, I think 1992, when Soviet Union split and Christianity somewhat, it stopped being illegal. So lots of missionaries were coming to Ukraine, doing all kind of Christian concerts, music, um, yeah preaching and some churches kind of uh, started existence okay so i would hear uh, you know message of the gospel from either tv screen mm-hmm. or um I, I went once once to christian concert where okay. some american band came and yeah. they sang some christian songs yeah. it all sounded very weird mm. like all like all of it like singing clapping yeah. <laughs> so it, it's like you go there like what's wrong with this it's people? really new like what's going on <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, but i never got hold of a message of the gospel at that point it's just kind of idea of some freaks some american <laughs> guys came wow. uh, do some stuff uh, um and interesting that actually first actual close impression i got from actually a lady who was a mormon really yep okay. she uh, they were going door to door delivering book of yeah, mormons yeah and my mom and i we were just polite and enough to invite her over yeah, for a cup wow. of tea and it's the first time I heard that you can have a relationship with God. Wow. I didn't know much anything about Mormon, Jehovah Witnesses, or like zero understanding. Yeah. Right? But this fact that actually God is a person that yeah. you can have a relationship with, yeah. that it's kind of a, it's a, I didn't act on it, but yeah. somehow I was about 14 or so. Okay? It kind of a click that, oh, I can talk to God. Yeah. He's So somehow it's kind of a greatest awareness. Awareness, that, yeah. That like seeking more. Like, is, mm-hmm. there, is this really real? How can I? How can I seek and how yeah, can I find so that? Yeah, so I think that that's where kind of seeds were planted. <laughs> wow, interesting. Because I was actually going to ask you that. So, like, so at that time, of course, at, at the age of fourteen, 
um, this, you know, uh, Mormon, um, um, they call them, I think they're evan- um, evangelism or team or whatever uh, they I'm call not even them. Sure, yeah. yeah, but they came into, you know, your, your house mm-hmm. and that was the first time you heard about God. And having a relationship with with Jesus Christ, I believe. Well, I'm not even sure that Jesus was mentioned as okay. a. It wasn't. See, I, I was a teenager. I wasn't too interested, right? I was. Yeah. I, I had other things on my mind, like okay. you know, girls and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, <laughs> but, but somehow it just went to the back of my head yeah. the whole idea of God, that, yeah. right? So it kind of put the thought that mm. that there is somebody, somebody out there, right? I Absolutely think. <laughs> interesting. Because so, at what point did you start, you know? asking questions and even seeking more? Well, it started with my mom. Um, my mom had a really rough life. Mm. Um, after Soviet Union split, she lost her job and she couldn't find anything. Mm. So uh, she was very in a kind of spiral down, having relationship with different men that mm. weren't good for her. And uh, it, it's kind of a, she was drinking a lot, partying a lot, uh, taking some drugs. And yeah. uh, later she told me that she was very close to actually committing suicide. Wow. She was so broken and uh, I definitely don't want to go deep yeah, into that, but yeah. she was in a very, very bad state. Yeah. So um, one of our neighbors in our apartment buildings, she came to church that later became our home church okay. and she got saved. And that woman invited my mom to come and to check it out. And yeah. just, so my mom, she was so desperate and somehow she was in the lowest, lowest place mm. in her life. So she mm. responded and she yeah. went and she accepted Christ. Wow. And uh, it, it took me a year to actually join her, but okay. I immediately saw some changes. Wow. I didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. I couldn't understand that she got born again. Yeah. The Holy Spirit now yeah. lives in her. But I, like, I noticed it's like day and night. Mm. I noticed tremendous change in her life, in okay. her attitude and in the way she treated me. Yeah. She immediately quit drinking and wow. she broke all, all, all the relationship with those other men that she was dating and having relationship and I just I just couldn't believe my eyes. Yeah. I, I I, I was quite alarmed, like what yeah. happened with my mom, but in a good way. Yeah. Like I saw this really realistic change. Wow. So she was the one who would slowly introduce me to the gospel. Yeah. She said later that she would pray for me every single day. Wow. So God would save me as well. Yeah. She wasn't pushing. She wasn't yeah. hard on me trying yeah. to get me saved. Absolutely. But she was sharing verses from yeah. the Bible and uh, kind of uh, pray for me when I needed yeah. help with something. And I didn't take it seriously, yeah. but that Holy Spirit was working. Yeah, for, for it. like she was pretty much like sowing the seed. Yep. And the Holy Spirit was doing his own work too. You know, yeah, like I remember it came to this point that I actually became interested. I came to check out the church. I didn't buy in. I didn't get saved. Okay. Then, but I kind of liked that. Uh, the yeah. church was quite dynamic, worship and uh, some healings. Mm. And I was looking at it, like didn't know is it for real or not, but I could sense something. I could sense this pre- that we later yeah. understand the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I was kind of was leaving those meetings with like, sense, hmm, something is happening here. Yeah. And I remember I went to... Uh, with the young people, we went to, I think, Bulgaria for like okay. a summer vacation. Yeah. I was non-Christian, but yeah. I already was wearing a Christian T-shirt that yeah. my mom bought me yeah. with a scripture. So I remember yeah. having a bottle of beer and <laughs> and, and, and when others would ask me, I was like, yeah, my mom, she kind of uh, goes to the church. And it's cool. Check it out. Yeah, okay. And, and, and the scripture was... Uh, it's a John 3.16. Yeah. So I didn't really understand. You didn't even know what, what that was. But I was kind of already kind of proud to, yeah. be, to, to have some kind of affiliation with wow. this cool, cool movement. Wow, <laughs> interesting. I think that what you just shared now actually takes me back, you know, to that story in the Bible of Moses when he killed that, you know, Egyptian when and then he took off out of Egypt mm-hmm. and there was already something there. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, it wasn't, he didn't do it the right way or maybe he didn't get the understanding, but there was that, you know, thing in him that, already wanted to give um, freedom to his his people. And mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, that kind of correlates with what you just said now that you're pretty much like doing a job of an evangelist, even though you don't even know what you're talking about. It, it was funny. Now remembering, <laughs> I almost feel embarrassed. So I was trying to evangelize without yeah, even knowing no, what, what's what going on. But I definitely felt like being drawn to something. Yeah. I remember having these thoughts about death, like, okay, so when I die, what happens? Like, what, yeah. is it like what it's all about? Yeah. Or I was walking in a 
stars and suddenly try to understand what like what's behind those stars yeah. what's behind those stars yeah. and this concept of eternity that our universe it's like it, yeah. it has no end right yeah. so that definitely would putting these questions in my head and then what I was seeing in my mom I really felt like there was a season where I was seriously drawn to yeah. to God so he was drawing me closer yeah. to himself but it was it was a process wow that's amazing that's a that's an amazing story right there because of the transformative work of God can be instantaneous mm -hmm. you know in turning life around sometimes it might take a bit of time to pull people and mm -hmm. take people time to come close but it's such amazing way when you see an instantaneous mm -hmm. transformation like people sometimes won't believe mm -hmm. that this is real Absolutely, because if you see, you can think, well, is this person faking it? Or yeah. he just was brainwashed and then... Yeah. But then if it's consistent, yes. and if it's keep on going, yeah. and person, like, she's, she, like, sober, and yeah. it's not like she became crazy or something. Mm. She she just became better very yeah. herself. <laughs> then you pay attention, right? Absolutely. So at what age did you... So did you start, did you start attending the church with your mom? Um, I wasn't attending. I was kind of a coming seldomly like maybe like i don't know once every few months so mm. just when my mom would say hey we have easter or okay. we have the special guest coming so mm. i would maybe like before i actually got saved maybe i went to church maybe like five times or okay. four times just to kind of uh, just to be good to my mom yeah. because she was asking me it's okay I'll, I'll i can come yeah uh, just to check it out and okay uh, so but not kind of not too often okay so at what what age did you then um what what age were you when you got saved? Well, I definitely remember that moment. It's like it's like a clear day to mm. me. Yeah, it was um, it was uh, August of uh, 1996. Okay. I was 16 years old. Wow! And we had an evangelist who was coming to Kiev to my mm. hometown mm. Uh, to do a crusade. Mm. His name was David Yongicho. He's okay. I remember Yongicho. And. I definitely didn't know anything about anyone, right? Mm. But my mom said, hey, our church participates in this. Uh, we have this event in the stadium and lots of churches there. It, it's like a festival. And like, why don't you come and check it out? Mm. And I promised her I will come. But I really didn't want to come because that it was Saturday. And I remember I was partying with my friends. We had a picnic. Mm. It was summer, nice day. I had a few drinks already. And then I just remember it, it was time was coming and I felt like, I promised my mom that I'll be there and I, I, I should come. I was yeah. a good son that way. Mm -hmm. I respected my mom. I couldn't just say I would do it and, and just wouldn't. So yeah. I just told my friends, hey, I'm really sorry, but I got to go to this little yeah. thing. I promised my mom. Yeah. But one of my friends actually went with me, just said, okay, well, let's go check it out. <laughs> yeah. So I came and um, th that's when it, wh where it happened. I, wow. I, I remember this message clear as day. I remember exactly what he was preaching about. Mm -hmm. now I remember exactly the scriptures he used. Yeah. And when he did a call for salvation. Yeah. I just remember I was overwhelmed with understanding that I need I need to be saved. Yeah. And uh, I was crying like a baby. My yeah. friend felt nothing. My friend was sitting next to me, thought that I'm going crazy right yeah. there. And I rushed forward wow. too. And they started to pray before I could even make it to the stage because it was a huge stadium. Mm -hmm. And I was like, almost like, wait for me, <laughs> wait for me. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened next Sunday, I yeah. came to church and I went to alter call again just to seal the deal because, <laughs> seal the deal <laughs> because see I, I didn't know the concept the understanding that, I, yeah. I, I thought you need to be right there yes. at the altar in order yeah. to get saved so yeah. I went again when pastor called for yeah. salvation yeah. and yeah yep that's that's, wow. that's that's when it happened so after that um, experience like you said about your mom um, you know you could see the transformation instantly mm -hmm. was that the same experience for you too oh yeah then when that happened um, the next Sunday I enrolled to be usher in the church I next Sunday uh, yep wow. the, the next Sunday I got baptized with the Holy Spirit oh, wow. I started to speak in tongues yeah and um, so that was August and yeah. it was year it was summer before my last year in high school yeah so when I came back to the high school I was a different person yeah. like people in the school could recognize who I was yeah um, I was so on fire for Christ yeah. I was carrying my Bible with me. Wow. I was trying to stick it <laughs> everywhere I could. I was arguing with my biology teacher when she was talking about... I, I was just a couple months yes. saved. I didn't know anything. I didn't read. Yeah. I maybe read like a few yeah. like, passages from my Bible. But the reality of Jesus, yes. the reality of that he's a savior, that yeah. this concept that I was a sinner. Absolutely. I was on my way to hell. And then he revealed himself to me. He died for my sins. Mm. It just became for me... You could, you could 
if you told me like you know renounce Christ or I'll kill you back then yeah. I would say kill me like, I, I don't care just shut like uh, I, I yeah, don't care you're ready. so, so if, they, if I ask you that same question now what will it, it, the answer will be the same <laughs> uh, answer, just, uh, it will be the same no, that's it, good. it's just the reality of who God is yes. so again d- didn't know much about all the like theology and, and stuff yeah. like that but this awareness of the zeal yeah the yeah. God is real God is yeah. alive Jesus is alive he's my sir he loves me that like that clicked it yeah. wasn't it wasn't something that I need to like spend years to it, it just clicked right there it's just clicked and that affected my whole world yes like, it's just immediately my world was turned Absolutely. upside down wow and that's the thing once God come into your life I always say it gives you a different worldview like from where you're coming from you're transformed you, like your mind first and foremost the transformation happens inside then that transformation within gives you a different worldview that makes you, you know, be on a be in a position to like the people you've been rolling with before your friends, because now you have a different idea of what you know your life is, mm-hmm. what people should be doing, and and I think that is something a lot of people can't stand in terms of. A lot of Christians also can't stand that because I've heard so many people who would say, "Oh, I don't want. I still want to keep my friend, and I want to follow." God. See, for me, it was it was something that I didn't even think about. It was happening so naturally. Yeah. Like, for example, I used to like like a rock music, and I had some so many uh, cassette tapes with them. Yeah. Um, Nobody told me, but I felt I need to get rid of them. No, yeah. Nobody told me that yes. you shouldn't be listening to ACDC yeah. or yeah. or other things. Like I just I just felt yeah. I, it doesn't belong to me. Like yes. that's it. I throw away all the like magazines yeah. with naked images. Yeah. Again, nobody ever even knew I had them. It just yeah. I felt that okay, I got I got I gotta let go. Yeah. So when it comes to friends, because oftentimes friendship based on especially in that age, it's a parties, it's a girls, yeah. it's romance, yeah. it's all kind of. A, so when I lost interest in that, yeah. they lost interest in Absolutely. me. Absolutely. I yeah. immediately became of like outcast. Yeah. Yes. No, nobody kind of wanted to. Yeah. Uh, there, there was another guy in the school who yeah. was also Christian. So we were just, I remember every break, we just went behind the school to pray, mm. pray for our yeah. co like, yeah. students, yeah. people, and things like that. And I, But I never felt hurt or offended or abandoned. Yeah. Because first of all, I started to gain so many uh, friends in the church. In the church, yes. Also young guys who yeah. were saved similar, yeah. like uh, I got, that we served together in an in, in usher group. So I never felt bad about, uh, you know, mm. I don't remember feeling hurt or yeah. anything like that. I just, I just felt so blessed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's, so, it's so funny because your story is pretty much maybe not um, the same as my story, but um, especially I think it aligns when it comes to that aspect of just instantaneously being on fire for God. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember I got saved. The way I got saved was, you know, I went to bed, had a dream, woke up, and I got saved. <laughs> wow. Like so, and the same, um, your the same explanation you're given are the same things I experienced as well. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of just you know, I lost all my friends because I won't party with them anymore. Mm-hmm. I won't you know, like I broke up with my girlfriend straight away, and she was like livid. Like, what the heck is going on? I'm yeah. like, no, I can't do this anymore. I got to move on. And, you know, and it's such, it's so important. And I, I also need, and again, you, you talked about the um, being filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues mm-hmm. instantly. How did that, was it something that just happened or was it? Well, I got prayed for, like people, okay. because um the church I get saved and it was a charismatic church so yeah. they, they prayed in tongues uh, in the, so I was kind of uh, I was curious about that but somehow I didn't feel threatened I didn't yeah. feel like some it just everything felt right yeah. uh, and that was the time of revival so people were sometimes pastor would pray for people yeah. people would fall on the floor mm. and none of that felt weird to me for some reason I felt like huh, yeah it's mu- must yeah. be that's how it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. So I just uh, came to my leader back, who was leader of, of the ushers, and said, "Hey, I, I can hear all these people speaking in tongues. Like, what, what's that all about?" What's going on? Said, yeah. No problem. Let me just pray. It's the Holy Spirit. He wants to live in you. Blah blah blah. Wow. There was interesting. I couldn't speak. Uh, 
at like in the beginning mm. and then he got a word of knowledge i used to be involved in occultism before okay uh, my mom and i we used to go to see a witchcraft doctor okay. and um, the people who would tell you fortune yeah 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 like that. so he's a he said hey do you by any chance did any of that so yes i did so he led me in the prayer when i yeah. need to kind of uh, repent and renounce yeah, and pretty much that. as soon as i Stop doing that. My, I, I started to speak wow. in tongues. So it was, wow. it was, it, it wasn't. I didn't have to struggle. Yeah. I didn't have to strive. Yeah. It just when, when I remember back then, everything seems so easy. Yeah. That's where religion doesn't work because yeah. religion, when you try to make people do that, yes. based out of their flesh, yeah. and they, like we don't have, we don't have this strength or power to no. do these changes. But when no. Holy Spirit yes. moving in you, it's like. Yeah. All you need to do, just spread your wings and fly. Yes. He takes you. It, Absolutely. It, it's right. And yeah. I, I just, even speaking about that takes me all, the, yeah. all those years back. I, I had yeah. a, like, it was great time. Wow. Great time. No, that's a really good testimony. I think, you know, we want, for sure, we won't have enough time to really, you know, kind of uh, dive into, you know, all the detail, you know, but I think it is what, um, is something that is worth talking about. And, and sharing that experience because I was going to ask you, you know, about the transformation because, for example, for me, um, when I gave my life to Christ, you know, I was on fire for God as well, like straight away, like just like you, I started with serving in the church as well, like the week after and things like that, you know, but um, the speaking, I didn't speak in, so I could, I would dream, vision, I would do all of those things. But speaking in tongue was something I, I think I was fighting against it, you know, because I think from my experience, I believe that, you know, there are times some people will really desire to speak in tongues mm -hmm. and they are not speaking in tongues and they are, you know, born again Christian and all of those things. It's, it can also be because you're holding back. Absolutely, because yeah. God, God wouldn't force you, right? Yes, yeah. so, and that was my experience at the time. So it got me to a point. So later on, I you know, started speaking in tongues. I remember clearly the day I spoke in tongues, I was lying down on the floor, worshiping God, and I started singing in tongues. Mm -hmm. And then that was how I, I started speaking in tongues. So it is, I'm just trying to you know, also put it out there that you know, experiences are different. You may give your life to Christ today and you're not on fire for God straight away. It's okay. You know, it is, it's the steps and processes. God will not, you know, God will deal with you the way you see fit. Absolutely. And with your strengths, mm -hmm. he would meet you mm -hmm. and, and walk with you that way. You know, I think we're having a great conversation, but we have to go on a quick short break. And when we return, we will continue our conversation with our guest, um, Anatoly. Hey, Gavin here. Enjoying our open, transparent, honest conversations? Us too. Be sure to never miss an episode by hitting that subscribe button. Honest Conversations, found wherever you may get your podcasts. We at Honest Conversations know that church isn't a specific building, place, or brand, and actually encompasses the entire body of believers. If you or your church is wanting to get involved in helping build a thriving young adult community, we'd love to hear from you connect with us on our socials or send us an email we want to hear from you send us your questions and we'll be sure to include them in our next q a segment chat soon okay welcome back um you're listening to honest conversations podcast and we're still here with our guest um anatoly um and we've been talking about his walk um with god or you can call it, you know, um, it's faith journey. Mm -hmm. So before, when we're on break, Anatoly, we're talking about, you know, the the joy that comes with salvation. You know, oh, what, yeah. what does that, how will you explain that, the joy that comes with that kind of salvation? It's really, uh, uh, it's unspeakable joy, right? Yeah. It's just... Um, I just remember us, uh, our circumstances were quite poor. Um, my mom didn't have a job. I didn't have a job. We, I remember even going to church. Sometimes it was quiet. We didn't have money to, like for a bus. Yeah. So we had to walk. And I remember we, <laughs> it, it was just so funny. Many situations like that, how sometimes my mom would find yeah. a, a, like a ruble or something, just wow. enough to, to pay for, for us wow. to go to church. And I remember what we ate wasn't, wasn't that great. But I just yeah. remember that the joys that we experienced. Yeah. I 
experience for being safe yeah. completely overrode any kind of I just don't remember feeling miserable or mm. kind of self-pity yeah, it yeah. just seems like nothing else matter yes. it's, it's just feeling that God became you everything mm-hmm. like it's suddenly you you get completely lost yeah. in him and all you can think about it it's him it's him, yes. his purposes and another thing that I, I was on, on trajectory to go to law school actually okay. I was <laughs> uh, maybe it's a bad example but I was supposed to become a lawyer and yeah. I was straight A student yeah. I was very successful and, yeah. but I lost interest wow. like I, I felt I, I just want to know so I went yeah. to Bible school instead yeah. and <laughs> but it, it worked out well you know at least now you're still living the dream well it didn't I, I didn't know what it was like I didn't think too far ahead yeah. I just felt like I was so hungry yeah. for God I just so hungry I, I wasn't interested in like in yeah. just building career for yeah. sake of career and I know that God calls people to careers yes. nothing wrong yeah. with it so yeah. don't hear me yeah. wrong yeah. but in my case I just felt so in love with Jesus yes. so this joy it's like a romance yes. that I felt like I, I want to do anything and any, everything right, yes. right. and yeah. anything just with him yeah. if it doesn't have to do with him yeah. I'm, I'm not interested right? yeah. no, that, that's a very good point you made because you know it gets to that point you know and you know Jesus becomes so real that nothing else matters like it gets to that point where you know the joy is so full that you know even though you know you struggle finance food any other thing that cannot take that kind of joy away absolutely and in this joy the, the, the childlike faith I just remember one time we didn't really have anything to eat and then you know we prayed so God would provide yeah. and then our dog brought us food yeah. like, a dog came <laughs> wow. back from a walk and she had a grilled chicken in, in, in his mouth holy moly wow. like, and I wasn't even surprised I was like, yeah. oh, like, like when you live in this reality yeah. you don't even it's not it's not a really big deal yeah. like, oh, okay yeah thank you Jesus yeah. and he always looked after us wow. we never get to this place where we were like really hungry yes. or it's like he was always coming through for different yeah. sources and yeah. seeing that reality uh, of uh, how God cared for us and it, it it's amazing wow it's such a good testimony Anatoly like you know God would always make a way God would always make provision it doesn't matter like you know, you will, people like with, with that kind of experience, you will never go hungry because God would always make your way. At that point, even having money does not really matter anymore because, you know, you God is always going to do it. you don't rely on them, right? Yes. Uh, it's, it's just interesting thing how sometimes when we have other things, it, we tempted to start relying on yeah. them, right? But back then, we didn't have anything to rely on. Nothing, yeah. No jobs, nothing. Yeah. Like you're hanging in the air. Yes. God, so God is the only, if you need something, you pray. Yeah. And you trust God. That's yeah. it. Because there is no other option. Absolutely. And God comes through. And, and you it, see, yeah. it gives you even more faith yeah. next time you do it again. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and it builds your faith up and builds it up. No, that's really good. I'm really, really enjoying that. You made mention of um, something real quick. Um, I hope I can remember. I'll come back to that if I do remember. You know, but so after you, you know, you said you went to Bible school, right? Mm-hmm. And um, after Bible school, so what happened next then in your life? You give your life to Christ, you know, you're on fire for God. You decide to go to Bible school. Yeah, so, and so, so it's, what been, was it's the been a year. So I, I went and I finished high school. And uh, so it's been a year as I was saved already. Yeah. I enrolled in, into the Bible school. I was 17 mm. at that point. And um, it was it was full-time Bible school. It was yeah. just one year, but it's full-time, full-time like yeah. every day. Uh, it was it was life changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, that, that's where I systematically read the whole Bible from okay. beginning to the yeah. end, and got exposed a little bit of uh, uh, doctrines and yeah. understanding of yeah. of, of, of uh, like teaching yeah. of the Bible in a more solid way, mm-hmm. and that really put some foundations. And that's where dream came. Um, to, to be minister of the gospel. Okay. That's I remember. Uh, then I really felt like this is what I want to do till the re- rest of my life. Mm. It's it, to minister in in the word of God. Yeah, but, uh, but I really I felt this like passion for for, for the ministry, not, yeah. not in the sense of doing like ministry when like um, you know like particular task, yeah. but living for God, for living, God l- yeah. living to deliver His message, yeah. living to to minister His word. Yeah, like that. Wow. And that's great. So in Ukraine, did you become a pastor? Uh, well, not right away. Um, so after the Bible school, I um, uh, kind of uh, 
uh, applied and um, they were looking for a person who would kind of coordinate Bible school. It okay. wasn't a paid position. It yeah. was like a volunteer. Yeah. So I volunteered to do that. Mm. And at the same time, I got promoted to become a leader of an ushers mm. team. So I had like a, you know, uh, because I was available and yeah. I was there. So I was giving lots of opportunities yeah. to grow in the church. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then later, a year later after that, uh, my pastor offered me actually a job in the Bible school to okay. be to be kind of a administrator okay. of that Bible school, okay. and then he would give me. He he noticed that I do have uh, passion and and skills for teaching. Okay. So he would s allow me, even though I was only like three years uh, saved. Yeah. But everyone was in, in the same page. Our yeah. church grew from zero to three thousand people in the first couple of years. Wow. So back, but by then it was church already was five years old, and mm -hmm. we had about four. 4,500 people in the church, all of them new believers, like, right? Wow. So all the leaders, everyone, so you, t if, if you've been two years in Christ, you already the, mature Christian. They pull you up to come to something. Uh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So my pastor would give me opportunity to teach, and then next year I would actually become on job as a teacher and uh, like Bible school mm. like dean, mm. but maybe it's the wrong word, but it's kind of like a director. Yeah, of like Bible be the school. one in charge, coordinating yeah. the and, Bible school. And, yeah. and then I would I would teach on on regular basis. Okay, um, and that I would st start really actually living that that dream of kind wow. of. A, preach and teach the word. Wow, absolutely. Now, that's amazing. So, you know, you got saved, you know, went to Bible school and, uh, and God created this opportunity as well to, you know, be able to teach the word. Um, so, after doing that, because you mentioned earlier as well that you then... Um, so, what, what was it like doing that? Was it something that, you know, was there, were there any challenges you know, at the time oh, yeah. after you got saved and you started doing all of those stuff, yeah. what was there any, um, even people just envy from people or was it just spiritual attacks or what were, there, what were the challenges you faced at the, after giving your life to yeah. Christ and doing See, all that? See, it's interesting how we get saved and we experience this first love and yeah. reality. It seems like we live this in, in a different dimension. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting that our flesh still exists. Yeah. And then... It's our responsibility to mature yeah. in Christ and grow. So <laughs> I, I, I learned it the hard way. <laughs> so uh, I've been doing all these things and I was gaining a favor with, with yeah. my pastor and mm. I was teaching. I was actually, uh, I was invited to speak on different um, youth events and some churches. And mm. but it, it's been a couple of years yeah. I've been doing that. And, and then um, we actually, my wife, I got married by then. I met my wife in okay. the church. She was a worship leader. Okay. And I fell in love with her yeah. and we got married. And then... We went. We were sent to go and plant a church in okay. a different city in, yeah. in Ukraine. So we did that. And uh, but the thing is that this success actually got into my head, yeah. and uh, that's where all kind of crushed. <laughs> I was like like a pl airplane that had a really um, mm. uh, how do they steam or like yeah. a sharp takeoff, yeah. and then, <laughs> then Just it, went down. it went down. Plummeted. Because things like arrogance, yeah. things like pride, uh, mixed with immaturity, mm. with offense, with mm. some uh, unresolved issues, with uh, like um, bitterness and yeah. and things like um, how you call it, insecurities. Yeah. So <laughs> that all mixed together, wow. and it led us less to definitely don't want to go into all the, yeah, all the details, yeah. but we. After being a pastor of one year and yeah. we planted this church from scratch and we, I kind of lost interest in it because I, I got so used to fame and, and comfort a big church yeah. making Kiev. I was by then already involved with crusades yeah. and helping pastor. He was evangelist as well. Yeah. I was traveling with him. So I, I, I felt that doing this small pastoral job <laughs> in a smaller city with only 10, yeah. 15 people, it's, it's, wow. it's beneath me. Yeah. And I felt like, no, it can't be. I have potential for more. No. I, you know, I, so I decided to quit that thing. Wow. Uh, so we dropped it, and then um, since then it's kind of all went south. Wow. Because uh, my relationship with my pastor kind of got disturbed by it yeah. because I was kind of a yeah. uh, I forced my my, my way back in. Yeah. I was thinking, well, I come back to Kiev and I can just uh, get back just on this high going, horse. Yeah. But then it didn't happen like that. So I, I took it. I, I took offense. Yeah. I got really offended. My pastor, how you know? How dare you? Mm. I, I by then I've been at this church like five six years. I I was so faithfully 
serving and doing all these things and now you treat me like that so yeah. I got offended and that bitterness came and mm. and then um, it actually started that 10 years of really really dry desert wow <laughs> 10 years <laughs> you know wow. that, that actually only finished maybe like 5-6 years wow. ago I would say wow wow <laughs> no I, that would yeah <laughs> wow and, and the other thing God is also you know like a merciful God and oh, yeah, you know, a loving is. God Please. And, you know, that desert didn't have to do with God didn't do something yeah. or, or it, it just um, our flesh sometimes gets in the way. And God, in his mercy and love, he wants to help us yeah. to, to bring us to this place where we can be useful for him. Because mm-hmm. um, having all this arrogance and pride and full of ourselves, we pray and we want to be used by God and yeah. we want to be useful in his kingdom. Yeah. But God sees and he wants to use us. But yeah. then he's like... I just you know <laughs> I can't touch you at the moment. <laughs> like you're not ready. Yet, yeah. So let me help you. Yeah. Right. And then uh, you go on a journey. Yeah. You go on a journey wow. where you yeah you go through pain, you go through rejection, mm. you go through struggles, you go through offense, and then you uh, there's one thing that just I remember I was crying out to God. I I, mm. I was just all these ten years it was just Lord what's happening? Yeah. I thought you called me for this. I thought I had these dreams. I, I thought yeah. you spoke, and now I'm uh, doing all these weird things. Now I'm I'm, I'm uh, I had to go and take job like driving wow. some um, like a uh, delivering lunches yeah. to offices and uh, <laughs> selling frozen fish. Then a janitor. Nothing wrong with all those yeah, jobs, but yeah. for me after teaching it's, in yeah. Bible school after yeah. travel and preaching and yeah. being in the spotlight it, it felt like what's happening yeah. like uh, God did you change your mind yeah. on me or like you know why, why is this happening it's like going the opposite direction of Absolutely. the plan of God for it, your it life it felt like it but looking back I understand it was it, it was a blessing yeah. like that really helped me to really see um <laughs> many things that otherwise yeah. I could have seen. if I just kept on going up and up and up yeah. having success after, I, I would become so full of myself yeah. so arrogant mm. so prideful mm. I wouldn't build God's kingdom yeah. I would build kingdom. my kingdom yeah. I would be using people for my advantage and to, to fulfill my mm. kind of a, a agenda whatever it is yeah. I, I wouldn't I would never even understand what it means to be a servant wow. how it is to, to humble yourself yeah. and things like that so I'm so thankful yeah. <laughs> that God kind of yeah. bows a bit yeah. and let me go through a little bit of a wow. journey. No, that's that's deep because you know sometimes we we go through all these all these you know um, moments in our lives and we but God is trying to reshape remold us into you know who He wants us to be. Mm-hmm. You know because like you said, once you like that kind of experience, there's I won't say there's a danger. You know, but there's something to with that if, you know, you, you the way you got saved and everything is like just going, 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 going. If there is no proper check, you know, it can actually lead to destruction. Absolutely. And, you know, we are we are special to God. Yeah. But then sometimes you get this idea in your head that, yeah. that you're somewhat special. That your you're own more, idea. That yeah. you're more special than others. That somehow, yeah. so it, it's a great opportunity for enemy to come yeah. and, and plant those thoughts in your head about mm. how great you are, how special yeah. you are. And all these people who don't understand you, they all that yeah. bad. And then that's it because Bible said that pride, it's, yeah. it's just one step away from destruction. Absolutely. So that's it, right? yeah. And God doesn't want us to be distracted. So he yeah. helps us. If yeah. we can't humble ourselves, yeah. Yeah. Us. And <laughs> and God way of humbling people, <laughs> you know, it's a way that man, it's 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 a tough route, but in the hand it pays off. Yeah, yeah. I remember this one story. Uh, it's not a story, just experience. Yeah. I was already in Canada driving truck, and I hated this job. That's yeah. how I came to Canada as a truck driver. Okay. So I'm driving truck and full of self pity, remembering all good old days when yeah. I was preaching, doing, and I'm just hauling through the night somewhere in a terror in the forest. And I remember I pulled over, and I was just crying there. Wow. I was like, God, like what's? I'm only like thirty something. Is my life is over? Like wow. what, what I'm doing here? I'm just, but. In, in this prayer, I really felt being close to God. I really mm. felt God's presence. Yeah. I felt, you know, this interesting moment where I kind of unsatisfied with mm. my life, but I, I felt God so near. Yeah. So 
from complaints is prayer. It was prayer of, of commitment, yeah. prayer of almost like a lay, laying down your yeah. eyes. And I said, you know, God, if I never preach again, if I never even do anything, I, I, I will love you. Yeah. I will, I'll be just happy just for the fact that you found me, you yeah. saved me. Yeah. I want to build my relationship with you, not based on yeah. what I do and things Absolutely. like that. Yeah. And then God spoke to me. Mm. And then it's almost, he spoke that, Remember those prayers you prayed when you were 16, mm. how you want to be close to mm. me, how you want to be of use by yeah. me. I'm answering this prayer. So all this journey, wow. I, I was just helping you to yeah. get to the place where I could answer those prayers wow. for you. And it was kind of, it was like 15 years or like <laughs> later. It's like, if you asked me before, I didn't want to go on this journey. Yeah. But sitting in this truck, yeah. I just like, you know, it, yeah. it, 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 was, it was worth it. Yeah, and it changes your perspective. It changes the way you see God. It changes everything. Like, I have so many questions I want to ask you, but unfortunately, time is not our friend. You know, so how did everything come back together you know after going through all these you know period of a decade of you know um dry season so how did you know you pray to god you felt the closeness again so how did everything start pulling together and finding yourself in the opportunity you mm. now have well i think there are like a few angles one angle is uh, people that we met here in canada mm. uh, one of the first people that we met was dave wells okay and <laughs> that man mm. um Like it's um, it's amazing the the, the impact uh, yeah. that we had in our lives. My wife and I through him. He immediately almost like became this father figure to me. Yeah. Uh, he was he was so available. He uh, when we it's like kind of miraculous how we yeah. get, get get being in this church. But uh, when he noticed us, he he would take me out for lunch and he would yeah. he would listen to me and he'll recognize call of God on my life and mm. he will start ministering to me mm. and that that was redemptive that was yeah. like a re restoring yeah. and other people as well who yeah. were speaking into my life and showing example and yeah. things like that and another thing I just remember that this prayer in, in a truck yeah. I just I realized that I built my identity on what I was doing yeah. being a pastor being a preacher yeah. being a teacher I wrote a book actually as well yeah. back in Ukraine so when it all disappeared I had this identity crisis I didn't know who I was mm. so back in this truck God revealed that I'm his child yeah. it, it, there is nothing can be added to it I'm not like I'm not his child and a pastor yeah. his child and evangelist yeah you I, are his child I, full stop you are my son yeah and that's enough yeah like, being saved that's enough yeah Being in Christ, that's me. Yeah. So suddenly it just kind of clicked and it switched my, my priorities. It shifted my gears. It's like I wasn't hungry for ministry anymore. Yeah. I wasn't hungry to be um, recognized by people anymore. Yeah. So that really changed something in my heart. Yeah. And when that happened, and I pretty much said, you know, God, whatever you want. If yeah. you want me to drive this truck yeah. till I die, yeah. I'll be do it for you. Yeah. I'll be, let me shine a light, be be your extension of your, like anywhere I go, yeah. talking to the guys in the loading yeah. dogs, other drivers. And somehow when that happened, when I surrendered that, yes. God started to open some doors. Yeah. Um, one after another and I really felt this grace of God that yeah. was kind of drawing me closer and closer to yeah. his, this kind of this hunger for God mm -hmm. came back and this mm -hmm. thirst to study his word to spend yeah. time in prayer yeah. so it wasn't just one prayer yeah. but it felt like something shifted yeah. and I felt like you know yeah. <laughs> absolutely it's so good you said that because it, it is now like You, you got out to show you to help you rediscover your identity yeah. uh, because of all the bitterness and all the, um, you know, ego comes with all this and pride and all those things that come with every uh, past achievements, you know, we still hang on to it. Yeah, it becomes like a brick of your identity. Yeah. Right? And you hold so dear to it because it's so important for, for you to, that people would acknowledge you yeah. or validate yeah. you or recognize your success. And you don't have that anymore. So that R makes you feel like you're nobody. Yeah, you feel like you're empty miserable yeah. you, you don't have you're angry yeah. my, my wife would meet us that I was like I, like I would have this outburst of ang anger Just even though I'm, I'm not really angry person by nature but yeah. it feels like you're losing control it feels mm. like like it's like earth going from underneath yeah. you like you, nothing happens as you want yeah. right and you feel angry yeah. and, uh, so wow God knows how to humble us I would say oh, that yeah. and you know if anyone is out there listening to these and you're feeling like you know you know you're pretty much like having identity crisis or things you're going I think this is a very you know um, timely um, testimony you're sharing right now to pretty much say to you that you know you're, what you're doing right now is not what you are God 
loves you. You're a child of God, full stop. You're not a child of God plus something. You're a child of God, full stop. And that actually gives you a different sense of who you are. It it, it gives you a different sense of purpose and what you're aiming at, right? Because that will never change. Whatever we do, we only do in this life, it's it's for a short season. But the fact that you're a child of God, it's for eternity. Absolutely. It it will never, nothing will, nothing can steal it. Yeah. No, wow, that's great, Anatoly. I think just lastly, I would, you know, just want you to, you know, for, um, to advise, what advice do you have for young believers out there, you know, who, you know, still young, they have a lot um, ahead, their journey, they're going through stuff. What what advice do you have for them in regards to their walk with Jesus Christ? Absolutely. One of the things that really, I think the most important in our Christian walk, Mm. when I got saved, I got this first love. When you love Christ more than anything, what happens later? Sometimes our love for Christ can grow cold. Suddenly we start loving other things more. So I think one of the most important things that every morning and every evening we need to check our heart and make sure that He is still our greatest love. Nothing else becomes more important than Him. That we grow in our love for Him. We we grow in His love for us and also we respond in growing in our love for him yeah. then you become like nothing can hurt you yeah. because uh, because you th- this love that you experience from God and then love that you have for him it, it brings such a fulfillment mm-hmm. to your love it like there, there is no such thing as being bored or yeah. miserable or pity like that gives you reason to yeah. live and nothing can steal yeah. it it doesn't depend on your job your yeah. career if girlfriend uh, responds well yeah. to you or not yeah. so I would say maintain and keep yeah. this first love yeah. for, for Jesus absolutely no that's amazing I totally really appreciate you know like even that final um, thoughts you've just shared now just to maintain that love and check your out every day you know before you go to bed when you wake up at night just check to to see if that you know that love is still there and i just want to say a big thank you um to you for coming in today like we i can we can go forever not ever but we can go for hours you know but unfortunately we need to you know, um, bring this to to a close. But I really want to appreciate you. Maybe in the near future, we'll have you come in again and we can continue this conversation because I think, like I said earlier, you know, testimonies um, are, you know, a way of um, um, inspiring people Mm -hmm. and encouraging people. God gave us that command to go out and witness, you know, mm-hmm. witness the things you've seen and all of those things, mm-hmm. which is part of their testimony as well. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a powerful tool in the hand of every Christian um, to be able to share their their testimony. So I just want to say a big thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, for coming in and um, hopefully we'll, we'll bring you in again. So that brings us to the end of um, today's podcast. I um, just want to shout out to our partner churches here in Regina. Ave City Church and Gateway Church. We want to say a big thank you for supporting this um, program. Um, and also to our listeners, I want to say a big thank you for hanging out with us. Um, uh, we've, got, we've got a very special podcast dropping next. So, in, um, and we're hoping that will be in collaboration with RISE, so, which is something that is different. So this is... Um, Honest Conversations podcast in collaboration with Rise, doing something like a live event, um, which would really be good. So um, we want you to check out our socials for more details and, you know, all the way tune in, check out our podcast and, you know, leave a comment. We have a section for Q&A, drop a comment and we would love to reach out to you. Thank you again um, for tuning in and we'll see you next time. To all of our listeners, thanks for hanging out with us. Check out our website, anchor.fm slash honest-conversations for all the ways to stay connected and be the first to know about new episodes. See you next time on Honest Conversations.